y'all. Welcome back to the Teen Catalyst podcast. Today, I've got Mark Hirschberg on the show to talk about the how and why of career planning. Mark is the author of The Career Toolkit, Essential Skills for Success That No One Taught You. He has gone from tracking criminals and terrorists on the dark web to creating marketplaces and new authentication systems. Mark spent his career launching and developing new ventures and at startups and Fortune 500 companies. Before I bring Mark on, I want to share with you a post that I came across of his on Instagram. And here's what he had to say. How much commitment does your career path require? We often face choices where it's hard to know which is right, especially if we can't see very far down the path. Understanding the level of commitment required for a path can help you explore options at minimal cost. And I see that as a hang-up for so many teens, they don't really know where to start. So they, they don't even have a good basis to make the choice to begin with. And that's what we're going to talk to Mark today about. We're going to get some answers from him on how and where teens should start and why even they should plan their careers. So with that, Mark, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me on the show today. So why don't you give us a little background on yourself and tell us where this all started with you and career planning? Yeah, great question, because it doesn't seem to tie into my background as someone who's a CTO and does cybersecurity. <laughs> right? When I came out of MIT in the 90s, I started as a software engineer, but quickly realized I wanted to go into management. I wanted to be a CTO, a chief technology officer, the person in charge of all the engineers. Right. And I realized that to get that job, it wasn't just about being the best engineer, Yes, I had to be good at the work I did, but there were all these other skills, leading, negotiating, communicating, team building. No one ever taught me how to do this. So I had to develop in myself. I quickly realized these skills apply to everyone, not just those at the top, not just executives, but even down to entry-level people, down to interns. We all benefit by using the skills. And I wound up helping to create a class at MIT referred to as the Career Success Accelerator, where I've been ah. teaching for now over 20 years. And so I've, in parallel to being a CTO, I've also been teaching and I have the book and the speaking that I do on this topic. Yeah, that, that's amazing. That's, that's really good to, uh, to have people like you out there helping teens and young adults, you know, develop their career path before they spend years, you know, 20 years down the road. So often you hear about all these people that are like, what am I doing in my life? I hate my job. I, I don't even enjoy doing, but I've got too many years invested in it. So to preempt that and figure out what you're good at, what you like to do is an amazing thing. What is wrong with, you mentioned you didn't know how or where, didn't learn those skills. What's wrong with how we're taught about jobs today in school? Well, there's two fundamental problems. The first is we don't talk about these important skills like networking. Now, mm. probably most of the listeners have heard, oh, I hear networking is important. My parents <laughs> yeah. said to me, my teacher said to me, and it is, but they never actually taught you how to do it. They just tell yeah. you it's important. Oh, leadership, that's important, but they don't teach you how to do it. So first, we don't focus on some of these important skills. The second mistake we make is we say to students, when we think back to, let's say, elementary school or middle school, and we bring in the parents and say, Johnny's mom is a doctor. This is what she does. <laughs> do you think you want to be a doctor? Yes or no? And that's all we do. Say, do I want to be a doctor? Yes, no, maybe. 
Do I mm. want to be an accountant? And that's not a great way to look at things because the type of doctor that Johnny's mom is may or may not be what you want to do. She might be a surgeon. You could be a psychiatrist. You could be an OBGYN. You might do medical research. You still have a medical degree, but you're not even seeing patients. You could do like my father went into medical administration. So what we want to do is not say, here is a job title. See if you like it. Right. But let's talk about what you actually do in the job. And just as another example, everyone knows what a lawyer does because you've seen them on TV. You've watched Law and Order. You've watched <laughs> Tom Cruise yeah. in, right? in a movie. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah, I get it. Okay, right. Drama. If you actually talk to most lawyers, they tell you they never set foot inside a courtroom. Most <laughs> lawyers spend their days looking over Microsoft Word documents and redlining it and doing word changes. Very wow. different than what you see on TV, but yeah, more clerical work than actually out there in the in the courtroom and <laughs> fighting injustice. You know how we think of lawyers, <laughs> right? Because law and paperwork would be a much less interesting television <laughs> show. Exactly. So we show that piece and we think, oh, that's what lawyers do. And then you show up, you become a lawyer, and say, oh my god, this is boring. So what we want to do is talk to the adults, our parents, their friends, the people coming to school, and say, tell me what do you actually do. You said you do these six things, but does that mean you spend one-sixth of your time on each of them? Mm -hmm. Or if you're a lawyer, you're in court two days a year, <laughs> the rest of the time you're doing paperwork. Okay, yep. maybe that's not what I want to do. So understand how they spend their time and what sounds interesting. If you say, I love paperwork, a job where I can do paperwork for 90% of the time, sign me up. Okay, great. Go yeah. do that. Yeah, so, so ask people about their jobs. Yeah. So what, what would be a better way going back to, you know, the elementary school, middle school, instead of bringing in a parent and saying, Johnny's mom is a doctor, what would be a better way to go about helping kids develop their career interests? When you look at a particular job, first, whoever's presenting should say, here are different things you can do in this field. I can be the surgeon or the OBGYN or the medical researcher. Here's how each job is different. As a medical researcher, you spend lots of time in the lab. You spend mm -hmm. time thinking up and running experiments. As an OBGYN, I work with lots of pregnant women and we talk about babies. As a surgeon, I don't really get to know my patients. I just show up, cut them open, stitch them up, <laughs> send them on their way. Those are very different experiences. They have different levels of interaction with right. patients. You might say, I hate patients, so I'm going to do the <laughs> research. Or they're okay, but I don't really want to get to know them. I'll be the surgeon. So understanding the elements of a job, the components, because then you might say, I like the idea of talking to patients and getting to know them. I don't like the idea of doing med school I wonder if there's another job where I could really get to know patients. And then you think, well, maybe you could be a psychologist. Maybe you could go and be a genetic counselor and you get some of the benefits without the other. So when you look at the individual components, the things right. that make up the job, we can say, I like this. I like that. What job has these pieces? And that's how we want people to think about their careers. Ah, that, that makes a lot better sense than just saying, do you want to be a doctor? Yes or no. <laughs> And yeah, so how, how would teens go about, you know, once they've started to develop an interest in a certain field, say in welding or an engineer or an architect, how would they go about meeting these people and shadowing them to, to actually find out if they do want to dive deeper into pursuing that career? 
you've got a couple options. First is go through your network. Now you might be thinking, I don't have a network. <laughs> you do, because your network is not simply people you know, it's mm -hmm. people they know. Your parents, your cousins, aunts and uncles, your teachers, if you belong to a religious community, a church, a synagogue, a mosque, ask the, the pastor or the rabbi, who do mm. they know? Because lots of people show up to those from different backgrounds. Yeah, It might be just other people you've met. It might be friends of your parents. So ask around because probably in this whole group, they probably know someone in this field. So that's one option. Another is we're lucky to have the internet. And if you search and say, I want to hear about what it's like to be a welder or what it's like to be a pharmacist or whatever's your interest, you can find articles on it. You can find podcasts where they interview people who talk right. about doing that job. So there's lots of opportunities. You might even be able to find some type of clubhouse room or Facebook group <laughs> or something where it can be a little more interactive. Right. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. You know, today with the internet at our fingertips, all you have to do is say, hey, Google, ask your question, and you've got thousands of options there. But it's often nice to have the uh, the actual face-to-face -face conversation with someone you can ask questions to and talk back to. And I liked what you said about we all have a network. I heard recently somebody say, you know, instead of calling it networking, because we think of that like everybody gets together in some conference room and, and that's our formal networking. They prefer to call it connect working, <laughs> kind of a play on words there. But basically anybody, you know, is your network. So anybody, you know, you can ask them, Hey, do you know a welder? Do you know an architect engineer? You never know who is going to put you in contact with that next person. So I really like that. What you said about everybody is your network. That's really good. Once we do find that connection, with somebody who's in a career field that we're interested in, what kind of questions should teens ask them to uh, to deepen their understanding of that, to figure out if that is actually something they want to dive into? Here are some starting questions. Tell me about your job. What do you like about your job? What don't you like about your job? What should someone interested in your field know before entering your field? Where do you think your field will be in 5, 10, 20 years. In a typical week or month, how much time do you spend doing what? Five hours on this, mm. 10 hours on that. What would be the qualities that someone should have that would make them successful at this job? What are things that attract people to this field? What are other variations? If someone starts in this field, where else can they go if they decide they don't like this field anymore? Wow, those are those are great questions. Something I never would have thought of. Uh, coming out of high school for myself, I went straight into construction because that's what Dad always did. So it was kind of a default for me. It worked out well that I enjoyed it and stuck it out, and actually have started and I've I've had three different businesses in the construction field, moving from moved around a couple of times. So it worked out well, but it doesn't always go quite as well. Um, so even though I didn't have a career plan, you know, I didn't sit down and say, this is what I want to do. It worked out well for me. Is it important to have a career plan coming out of high school, moving through college or skipping college completely? I think once you start working, whether it's at the end of high school or end of college or grad school, you should have a plan. Now, here's the thing. People get overwhelmed. How do I know what I'm going to be doing in 20, 30 years? Right. <laughs> You're not. Think of it 
as if you're doing a road trip. So, okay, we're driving from New York to where? Well, we should probably have a destination in mind. Okay, New York to San Francisco. I've got a general idea. We're going to take this route. Okay, I know roughly where we're going to go. Along the way, what's going to happen? Well, there might be detours. There might be traffic jams. Might be some bad weather. Or you might say, hey, I've got a buddy down in Tennessee. So let's uh, let's head a little south. And we're just going to stop by Tennessee and see him. All right, we'll take a detour. That'll be fun. <laughs> and you know what? You're halfway across the country and say, I've changed my mind. I don't want to go to San Francisco. I'll go to San Diego. Okay, mm-hmm. reroute. Now, all of that is acceptable. But if you just got in your car and said, I'm going to start driving, the odds that you're going to wind up anywhere near the West Coast were slim. So you want to have a plan. Along the way, you're going to adjust your plan. And that's mm. fine. You're going to make these course corrections as you go, as often as you want. I recommend at least twice a year, sit down and say, hey, am I still on the path I want to go to? And you can change your destination anytime. Now, if you don't have a plan, you could still be successful. It's possible. But your odds go down greatly. Having a plan doesn't guarantee success, but it really increases your chances of doing so. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And by the by creating a plan or the roadmap that you're talking about is are you saying that's like kind of figuring out what you want your life to look like in 10, 15, 20 years? Go into that just a little bit. What goes into creating that plan for 10, 15, 20 years down the road in life, career, all of that. It starts with a bunch of questions. Now, I cover them in chapter one of my book, but they're mm. also available for free on my website that we'll give you at the end of the show. Yeah. And these questions, now some of them are kind of obvious. How much money do I want to make? How many hours do I want to work? Do I want to just strict nine to five job or am I okay working longer hours? How much travel do I want? Okay, those are some obvious questions, but then we also want to think about our lifestyle. We want to think about, is there a hobby I might want to support? A friend of mine, he was a ballroom dancer like I was. We were competitive ballroom dancers. It was important that he could leave his job early Friday afternoon to drive off to a weekend competition. <laughs> Church and Jobs, he said, nope, you're here till five. You can't yeah. leave early. That yeah. won't help. But Jobs, oh, yeah, you worked late Thursday night or Wednesday night. Yeah, you can take off early, no problem. He wanted that type of job. So how much flexibility to support your life? Are there places you want to live? Because if you want to be an oceanographer, but you also want to live in Nebraska, you might <laughs> you have, have problems. a problem. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of oceanography goes on in Nebraska. Yeah. You might want to think of a place like Florida or a coastal state. So we want <laughs> to think about our life and then make sure we fit our career into the life we want instead of trying to build a life around the job we have. Yes, that... Uh, that is exactly what I wanted you to say. <laughs> that's that's so perfect. I want to go back just a little bit. Um, I'm going to detour off of our topic at hand. You said ballroom dancing. How did you get into that? <laughs> at my university, I went to MIT up in Cambridge, Massachusetts. MIT has one of the oldest ballroom dance teams. And at the time, we were probably the biggest and one of the best in the country. We've produced wow. a couple of national champions. I started socially ballroom dancing and got my girlfriend into it. She then decided she wanted to compete and join the team, which apparently meant I had also decided <laughs> I wanted to compete and join the team. But yeah. I'm very glad she did that. Now, any sport, I happen to like ballroom dancing, but when you do sports, 
it's certainly great physical activity. It's great for your health. It's good for your mental health too. It's great for creating new relationships. I've met so many friends and business relationships through it. That networking you talked about earlier. Because networking isn't just on business. Networking is relationship building and that happens everywhere. It's something cool you can do and it can even help you. My public speaking got better by doing ballroom dancing. Wow. Yeah, it's so amazing how even things that you wouldn't think tie into your career or could help you out in any way, if you're building a relationship, no matter what the circumstances around it, if you're building those relationships constantly, there is a benefit there to you. And I feel like so often we can go about creating or some people strategically create relationships simply to help with their career. But it's also, I think, not only should be centered around your career, but also the life you want to build. It's It just makes the overall of life a lot better. When when should teens or should they even start younger? When should people start thinking about planning their career path? You should start to ask questions today. Now, it's okay if you don't know your career path today. It's okay if you don't know when you graduate high school or college. It's okay for a couple of years if you say, I'm still exploring. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But you don't just want to say, I have no idea what I want to do and take that magic eight ball. I might be dating myself here. Take the magic eight ball and ask the question, like, should I take this job? You want some sense of where you may want to go or not go. Even if you say, you know, there's five or six things I'm thinking of. Okay, well, that's five or six things. Now, in chapter one, I break down how you can actually create paths for these. I might just say five or six. I'm going to spend the next couple of years doing a couple of these things. I'm going to try a job for two years. And I'll try to take another job for two years or my summer internships to take them in different fields mm-hmm. to explore. So try them out. Try to find ways to explore or help your friend who wants to do a startup company in this field. And they're like, okay, part-time, evenings and weekends. I'll help you do it. I can explore that field. So you want to be directed. You don't just want to sit there and say, I guess I'll just do this job. <laughs> until maybe something else comes along because then you're not moving forward in a direction, mm-hmm. even if it's a direction where you say, I've been down that path, I decide I don't like it, I'm switching paths, but you learn something, you got value. Yeah, I, I talked a little about that today in my other podcast, talked about building better and how so often we just decide to do something because we don't know what else to do and then find ourselves 20 years down the road still stuck in that. And it's like, if you plan a little bit, you know, you actually can create something that you enjoy doing instead of putting all that effort into a career that maybe isn't the best fit for you. And then, you know, it's, it's the, uh, the, I forget what it's called, the, the spent money fallacy or something like that. Where or the, yes. So you think you have to continue that path because you got that time invested into it, but oftentimes Mm -hmm. you can build better if you do take a step back and figure out where you want to go. I really, that's, those are good thoughts. It's fine if in your teens or your 20s you say, okay, no, I don't want this. I don't want that. It's fine to start by eliminating, but start to get mm-hmm. those components to say, I do want something where I travel a bit. I do want something where I meet new people and start to construct. These are things I want in my ideal job and start looking around for what type of job has that. Yeah, because most 15, 16, 17-year-olds aren't, aren't going to know exactly what they want to do is still until they start learning 
actually how many different careers are are out there in different fields. How how did you go or in your in your class that you teach, do you help teens or help these kids develop their interests and figure out where they want to go or or what aspect do you approach career planning from? In the class we focus more on developing the specific skills that will help people the gotcha. leadership, team building, networking, right. negotiating, because those apply no matter what career you go into. But if you're starting with, I don't know what I want to do, start with those questions that I mentioned that we'll give you at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And then talk to people, talk to everyone, talk to everyone you meet. Now, here's the secret. When you're saying, hey, I'd like to hear about your job. Tell me more about you and what you do and what you like about you are flattering this person. You're saying, talk about you. And that's everyone's favorite subject. (laughs) Everybody's favorite subject. Yeah, people love to talk about themselves. So it's okay to ask people, tell me about your job. Tell me about what you do, what you like, what you don't like, those questions earlier. They will enjoy that conversation. So don't be bashful about asking. And asking these questions, that's going to help you develop your career plan. It's not a binary, okay, I'm going to sit down an hour later. Here's my (laughs) career plan for life. It's this process. So talking to people, that's going to move you down the path of a career. Start doing that today. Yeah. You've mentioned your book a few times. Talk a little about the book and and what somebody who would pick up the book can expect to find to help them develop their career path. There are 10 chapters in the book that cover 10 skills that companies have identified will help you be successful. So I'll go over 10 chapters very quickly. Section one, careers, how to create and execute a career plan working effectively, things like managing your manager, understanding corporate culture, interviewing from both sides of the table. Mm-hmm. Second section, leadership and management. So what is leadership? What is management? Looking at the people side of it and also the process side of it. And then the third section, interpersonal dynamics, has communication, networking, negotiating, and ethics. And the way you can use the book, you can pick it up. You can say, I'm going to go right to chapter seven then chapter two, then chapter nine, you can pick up any chapter, open it up. Each chapter can stand alone and it will have a mental shift in how you should think about this. Like what you said with networking, it's not going to that big crowded room. <laughs> and then it's going to have specific things you can do to be more effective at those skills. Yeah. Gotcha. So more developing the soft skills side rather than the hard skills is that we would say like there seems like that would be more transferable across no matter what career you get into, because if I learn how to weld, I can't transfer that to framing. But if I learn how to deal with people while I'm welding, I can, I can transfer that to any career I want to go into. So sounds really awesome. Where can people go to find out more about you? How can they connect with you? Where can they find the book? You can go to my website, thecareertoolkitbook.com, and then you can see where to buy it, Amazon and all the usual places. You can get in touch with me or follow me on social media. There is a free app that you can download from the Android and iPhone stores. It's linked from the website, and it's a companion app to the book to help you better learn the content. There's new material I put out every week. You referenced one of my blog posts earlier. And then the resources page, where I list other books on specific topics, other free resources online, and a number of free downloads, including those questions we talked about to help Mm. you plan your career, completely free on the resources page and all of this at thecareertoolkitbook.com. Awesome. We will definitely have those links in the comments and show notes so people can go find those. 
Mark, any last words you'd like to leave with the audience today? Don't worry about getting it right and being perfect. <laughs> it is the journey, not the destination. Yes. So start by asking these questions of yourself, asking questions of others, and there is no endpoint. I don't say, well, my career plan is set. I'm done, never more. <laughs> I am still asking and refining and changing. So don't worry about you have to get the right answer. Just start asking and learning, and that's going to put you down the right path. Awesome. I appreciate you joining us today. Guys, Definitely go download those questions, check them out, talk to everybody you know about what they do, what they love about it, and begin to develop your interest in a, in the career path. Begin to figure out what it is you want to do, what you love about it, and just start doing things. That'll help you figure out your path in life and your career. Mark, I really enjoyed it. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.